0: Tello on air. I'm Mike Stockton coming to you from Frankfurt online, Germany.
1: And I am Balach coming to you from Bari, Italy. <laughs> Buddy. Not bad, huh?
0: You were waiting to say that,
1: weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh yeah, it's uh it's cool. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Have you been here before? Um we are coming t- in May, you said.
0: Yeah, we always fly in there and go about an hour south. Okay. Yeah, but I love that part of Italy. It's really nice.
1: Very different than – I mean, well, I guess Italy, whether you do north like Florence or, you know, uh, Milano, obviously that area, or you do Rome or you do south, it's just complete – like a different country, really. Mm. Um um the people different, the foods different, the behavior is different. It's just a, a great, great place.
0: Yeah. I like the um I like the red wine there. So mm-hmm. the Montepulciano de Abruzzo yeah. and yeah. the um I enjoy all the crudo, the seafood. So
1: yeah. the, the raw seafood. Yeah, they have a lot of primitivo as well. I think that's also from Puya. Mm-hmm. The, the Primitivo red wine yeah I mean I'm I'm more of a white guy white wine guy because red wine gives me headache so I no good white wine there too yeah 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 for sure all over Italy I mean I'm a big Pinot Grigio fan and I think that's mostly from the north but, but they have some really cool stuff but speaking of drinks I'm sipping on the same well not the same but the same brand as I did yesterday uh, different glass this time uh-huh. um, you know what I'm talking about um, Ichnusa. The Ichnusa. Which is non filtrata. Sardinia uh Sicily Sardinia. Or Sardinia? No, Sardinia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sardinia. Exactly. So the label is actually the uh the, the flag of Sardinia with mm-hmm. the uh the red cross and the four um heads on there. Um heads of a moor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good beer. So cool beer, yeah. It's um there's a lot of peronis, obviously. I went to a shop today uh just to buy some you know cookies and stuff for for people back in germany and i, I wanted to shoot you a an image but then i was like yeah this is like basic stuff like peroni 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 you know mm-hmm. everywhere it's not, nothing nothing fancy but i thought um yeah i'm gonna pick a nice beer from the fridge if for you
0: if you have a chance and i don't know if they'll have mm-hmm. it cuz i think it's from up north but uh, menabrea is my favorite italian beer
1: okay um the blonde one yeah yeah i can put the note down i mean um they have a ton right like i went to as i said i went to one of these supermercados and they had uh, a bunch of stuff obviously um so i was just picked picked a few
0: yeah the cheese uh, and all the meats and everything are pretty fabulous aren't they oh yeah
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's That's what I did. The first, first night when I arrived, I just went to the shop and I just bought these, um, you know, they have these cheese and meat sections and they just pre-slice and pre-pack some stuff. So it's mm-hmm. not, not coming packed, but they like, yeah, slice it up. And they had this crazy salami, this spicy salami in this cheese wrapped in cheese. And it was just like, yeah, really good stuff. Good coffee, good pizza. Uh, good cheese and uh and it's fairly cheap to fly here from from germany as as well as basically from anywhere else in in europe with uh with these low-cost flights and i mean it was very convenient it took me a five euro train ride like a 20 minute train ride mm. from the airport to the city center so nice. if you don't want to rent a car you can be there in 30 minutes
0: are you staying near the water or are you in the city
1: no, I'm in the city. I'm actually. Um, if you know, you know, Bari, There's the um, the sea. The sea is on the north side of the city, basically, and then the the train tracks are on the south, and I'm just behind the train tracks. So, getting to the city center is like a ten minute walk.
0: Nice.
1: Um, well, depending what you consider a city center, because it's a, it's a huge city center, basically. You know, these big avenue kind of streets uh, with all the shops and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's not bad. I got a bit of a bit of a heat stroke today because I was out. Uh, during uh noon um by the beach reading and i'm i'm kind of suffering but hey uh next week in geneva all the runnings and stuff gonna you know, make me forget that i'm pretty sure of that yeah absolutely
0: yeah you looking forward to geneva
1: um yes and no <laughs> it's it's a bit of a yeah it's, it's going to be a bit of a rush tomorrow uh but uh but i'm looking forward to seeing the obviously the the novelties but more so the people as always um our colleagues and friends and people from from the brands and stuff like that i mean you could you know you could do worse than geneva right if you want to spend a few days it's a nice city um but um but running around and 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 uh trying to get from meeting to meeting no i i I won't i'm not looking forward to that but hey it's part of the job. So yeah. it's a tough job, but somebody has to do it.
0: Does everything go
1: live tomorrow? Mm, I'm not sure. I, I think the. To I really have no clue, but I think the big ones definitely, right? Maybe the um, maybe the smaller brands too. I don't know. But um, we'll see. I mean, we go live on Tuesday, hopefully. Yeah.
0: So, so I, you know, I've I've looked through our um, kind of collection of embargoed material. Yeah, mm-hmm. have you have you taken a gander at anything?
1: N- no, no. To okay. be honest, no, not really. So, I mean, I think. But one, you can talk about it because by the time this comes out, it's already out. If it's a if it's a Monday embargo, if you have yeah. something in mind.
0: Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I look through, and uh, I, it was pretty quick. There were two things that stuck out to me. Um, the first one, and I think this is a pretty poorly kept secret, is that the IWC Ingenieur, the new one, will finally come out. And, you know, surprise, surprise, they've um, gone back to something that looks more like the old SL uh, Genta-designed watch. And... Uh, Forty millimeters, ten point eight millimeters thick, which is pretty sweet. Um, they're doing a um, they're doing a uh, stainless version, and I was looking at the pricing, and it's um, twelve thousand nine hundred euros. Not and cheap. No, and I and then there's a titanium version that uh, looks like it is. Let's just get this right. Hmm. Sixteen thousand one hundred euros. Yeah, not cheap either. No. Um. You know, I remember talking to chatting a little bit with uh R.J. when he tried these on about. uh Gosh, it was about a month ago. I think he he went in to wherever they were, London or something, and they were showing these things off. So it's been a been a a long time uh, coming, and. I, I mean, this is an obvious move for them to make, and I think it's a big improvement over, you know, whatever the engineer was that they have today. Um, I think I think it'll be popular. I really do. So,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, I right, already see it's country. popular in general, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I'm going to be curious to see it in person at some point, and I'll be curious to hear about your thoughts on how you know the quality of the dial and the finishing looks because uh yeah for that amount of money it 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 needs to be good right
1: oh absolutely yeah when it's a when it's a five digit uh and above then 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 it should it should be yeah it should be up there but i think with iwc i think that's going to happen I I, it should it should it should at least yeah at least it should yeah yeah well we'll see um and so there's another piece of uh, news that just came out t- today or yesterday, which is uh, the Beaver family and their latest creation or creations. I think the first one was introduced, right? But they showed all of them.
0: Yeah. Well, I, th- were they all the same, just different metals? Is it? I, I couldn't tell. It was like uh, a uh, tourbillon, right? Yeah. 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 Like a lapis dial and... Five hundred and fifty thousand Yes Francs dollars whatever. it is
1: Yeah. It it says uh today Jean Claude Bivet and Pierre Bivet launched their watch brand near Geneva in the magnificent eighteenth century Swiss farmhouse, their new offices and workshops in front of an audience of international media and industry personalities. And then it goes on to talk about the two gentlemen as well as the watch itself. Um
0: initial what do you think? yeah i I, <laughs> I
1: i i mean not my thing um nah, i mean I, I
0: i hope it's made nicely because i this design of it i would say is sort of uh it's loud yeah mm-hmm. it, it's really quite um yes yeah and you know i i know it was said in the one of the press releases, I, I read that uh, Beaver really likes the uh, the tourbillon. It's his favorite type of movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up and noticing things in the late 80s and early 90s, the tourbillon was like the thing, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I just find them really loud, you know, like to have like the dial broken up with this thing. Um, I can appreciate them and I'm told they're very hard to... Create and all that good stuff, so that's cool. But mm. yeah, not my, not really my thing. You,
1: yeah, um, I also don't like the look of the watch. To be completely honest, and and I I, I hear you. This uh, aperture at six o'clock with a tourbillon is is uh, is a bit of an overused design element at this point. Not only because of tourbillons, but because of all these open hard watches. Um, then again, I'm also not the target audience for this watch. At half a million plus euros dollars whatever <laughs> um eh, they have a, a rose gold version right they have a titanium version and they're gonna have a a two tone version and i i i hate two tone in in this uh i mean it's 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 just bad um not really not my thing either um uh, it's curious to see what what they're gonna do with it uh, i I wish them you know all the luck but um I guess that's that's uh, as much as I, I want to to say about it. Um, but hey, um, and also the press release kind of looked like a like a GQ magazine with all these pictures from people who were at the party, like Vutelinen and Max Buser. And I'm like, what does it have to do with the launch? Like, right or like yeah. Ed Moser, Ed Ed Melon, who by the way in the in the press release they call him Ed Edward Moser, <laughs> his name is not Edward Moser, his name is Ed Melon. I mean, Edward Milo. So, okay, whatever. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit, a bit of a weird, uh, weird energy well, that I get from this. Clearly project. wanted to,
0: to make a splash and, you know, show mm. that he's got all these, uh, different industry players, uh, you know, they're excited to see it, but, um, sure. Yeah. Not, not my thing. And I guess we'll see, we'll, we'll hear reports on what it looks like. And yeah, yeah, but that that um, well, I mean, it's also nothing compared to the twenty million dollar Jacob & Co. billionaire watch. Did you see that thing?
1: Well, I love that watch. Obviously, that's uh, that's my that's that's that would be <laughs> Did my go-to watch. You see the watch. picture? I mean, I mean, wow! I mean, I, I mean at this point, this crazy. is just it's it's just ridiculous, right? You just put a bunch of bag of diamonds on a watch and just call it mm, fifty million. Okay. Mm. Whatever, why not? Right? It's the most expensive yeah. watch in the world. Yes, because you priced no, it but... at that. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, kind of amazed at some of the stuff that's coming out uh, in light of what seems to be a, you know, kind of an interesting period right now in the in the markets. Although it was these things were obviously planned well before all this stuff. So sure. I'm I'm curious what you'll come back to from Geneva with how how glam it is versus realistic. I mean that IDBC we discussed is obviously not on the inexpensive side, but I don't think we expected it to be five thousand um, bucks. The yeah. let's see the other quick things to mention. Um, there's a new Carrera coming out. Um, that I scoped. I don't know the size, but it's using that whole glass box case thing, but finally not like a retro model. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to be really curious as to what you say about that, because I think all of us have sat back and said the Carrera has the opportunity to be a really, you know, it's a great name and all this kind of stuff, but I think the regular models have been kind of big and, nothing nothing that that really interested me and yeah these new ones look good i I don't know the size though so i'm going to be curious to hear what you say
1: yeah with the carrera i think it's either either uh the new ones are either too big and too modern or they have the re-editions which look exactly like the vintage ones right so Uh there's the uh, there's no in between kind of so this could be a I guess a nice bridge between those two model lines or those two worlds when it comes to Carrera. We'll see. I'll, I'll tell you next week. Yeah. So, and then of course all the talk has been about the
0: Rolex video and the Tudor video and all that good yeah. stuff. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of, we'll, lot, of,
1: we'll, lot of news will hit tomorrow. Yeah, we'll know more next week. Oh, and we can talk about it next week once once uh, I'm back and uh, the whole, uh, the, the the smoke has settled. <laughs> yeah. So
0: we've got a cool show today that you actually uh, discovered or or came up with this topic, mm-hmm. and we can introduce it maybe after the Hangalanx. What do you think?
1: Sure. I mean, um, I can. Well, I can. I can. Last time you did the handgolanks first. I can. I can jump on the Hangalanx first, and then yeah, talk you can go first, sure. and yeah, okay, sure, cool, rock and roll. So I'm wearing it was the last time we wanted to record, uh we we tried like three times and we failed three times and uh, and then we came back I guess the next day or, or two days after that. And the first three times I was wearing the new Nevada um R Nevada, the Fratello Nevada um Grand Racing Chronograph. And then the fourth time when we came back, I was wearing the Vulcan. So I talked about that. But I wanted to mention the the Nevada and we we kind of talked about this but those recordings never aired because obviously, um, yeah, we had issues with the recordings. Um, but so um, at this point, everybody knows that we had those 50 pieces released on the 20th. They all sold out in in uh, a couple of minutes. I don't know, whatever it was. Um, so uh, I read some comments and people were pissed. Um, and, and I totally understand. Uh, then again, uh, those pieces will come back um in june when we start delivering the initial 50 pieces we will have some more for sale obviously not for the pre um uh sale price but a bit more expensive but it was a great success and i'm very happy um with what the the watch did um even though it was 50 pieces only 10 of each color so not right now i'm wearing the reverse panda and i think i I shot you a picture or tagged you in a picture, actually, on Instagram. Um, I took this watch with me to yeah. to Italy, as well as a, a, a few other watches. Um, and, well, what can I say? It's just um, I'm biased, obviously, but it's just a very comfortable watch on the bracelet. Um, I, I still love the look. I love the reverse Panda, the black dial and the white sub-dials. Uh, I love the bracelet. It's, um, I wore it yesterday. Today, I went with the Grand Cycle. And the day before I was wearing the G-Shock, but Hey, um, I love the size. Uh, I love the wearability, um, very legible, obviously, because of the orange, orange chronograph hand and the, and the, uh, loom on the hand. So just a cool piece. That's what I'm wearing today or yesterday and today a bit. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. No,
0: that's cool. I, uh, funny enough, I got a message from our friend, Eric in Japan who sent me yet another picture of the panda version telling me how excited he was to get his. So (laughs) it's clearly on his mind and, uh, yeah, people, people seem excited about it, which is really good. So
1: nice one. Yeah. Um, very, very happy. Yeah.
0: Nice. All right. What are you on my wrist? Yes. On my wrist today is a watch that I bought back in 1994. And I bought this um, not too long after graduating high school. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So this piece was, um, it is an Omega Seamaster 120M with the serial number 2301.21.00. And... It is a 36 millimeter watch. As mentioned, it's chronometer certified. It has an automatic, uh, I'm guessing Anita. Well, not guessing it is Anita in it with date. And mm-hmm. the watch I bought because it was 1994 um, is two tone. And it uh, came with a very wide gold bezel, a gold crown, and a gold buckle. Uh, black dial, gold hands and and indices, and 18 millimeter lug width, uh, black strap. And last night um, when I was showing you in pictures, we kind of decided it needed a different strap. So I put it on a burgundy shell cordovan Horween strap. And like a lot of older watches, the gold here has gone a bit pinkish or bronzy and it's a Mm -hmm. good looking watch. If you look these up, um, the two three Oh one point two one Oh Oh on chrono 24, there are eight. Um, and there are pieces with like a variety of different hands, like kind of open hands, not too different than on the 300 M, uh, and they made it in quartz, they made it in automatic, they made it chronometer certified, non-chronometer certified. And I don't see my, ex- well, I see my exact model here on a bracelet, um, heavily worn, and <laughs> the prices are kind of anywhere from like 1800 bucks to like $2,300. And it's a nice watch. I'm going to wear it uh, a bit more frequently. You really get a feel for how thin that ETA movement allowed these watches to be. And yeah, it's a nice watch. It's, it's cool. I wish the lugs were a little wider, but, um, got that twisted so- case and all that good stuff. Screw down crown.
1: Really nice. What's the size again? What's the case size? 36. Uh, okay. So it's a relatively, relatively small watch, but is it, um, um, yeah,
0: right. Bro- yeah, no, it's relatively small. I mean, it's like explorer size. So I think it works. Obviously, with the eighteen millimeter lugs, it it can look a little bit smaller, but kind of dressy with that
1: black dial too. Yeah, and and the 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 funny thing about gold watches, I think, is that <clears throat> or two tones even uh, even worse to to match them with a strap that is not black or not brown. I think that everybody makes the mistake well quote-unquote mistake to to put a black strap or to or or to put a brown strap on a two-tone or a gold watch but i think we talked about this yesterday like a burgundy or a green like an olive green like a military green or even a beige could just work just as well if not better i mean it depends on the watch it depends on the profile obviously but but i think um there are so many options out there but when you look at gold watches and two-tone watches, most of the time you only see black or brown straps, and I think that that needs to change. So, putting it on a on a cordovan strap that is burgundy, and I think you also said you have like a blue, um, sort of like a green suede, that could also be uh, a mm-hmm. good combination.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, it, how would I put it? It's a rich-looking watch. Like it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, just like a kind of, well, I said it dressy, but it it just looks, it looks sharp and putting it on something other than black. I agree. gives it a little more, a little more life. So yeah, yeah. I never wore this watch very frequently after buying it. It was like a special occasion watch and yeah. What better time than now to rock it a little bit more often.
1: So did you, did you buy it after you graduated from like graduation as a gift to yourself or, uh, you know, what was the, uh, what was the occasion or you just wanted a nice watch and so you had some money and you.
0: Yeah, I, I, I bought it after graduating. I had worked for, by that time, like three or four years and saved up some money. So this was, was a lot of money for me back then. It was like $1,100, sure. which, um. Yeah, I bought it. We were on a cruise, I think, in uh, St. Thomas. And the store called A.H. Uh, Reese, which is still there, a uh, pretty famous store, carried everything from Rolex to Paddock to Vacheron to Omega, and as well as selling all kinds of you know, duty free mm-hmm. high end liquor and cigars and jewelry. So it was a cool place to check out and yeah, this, this Omega I sort of fell in love with. So
1: cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, what if I, uh, what if I introduced the, uh, the idea that I had that we, that we, uh, prepared for today? I like it. I like it. Okay. So I don't even know where the idea came from. So, but what I, what I thought is how cool would it be, uh, if I picked a few things that kind of suggestions or things that I think you might like, um, and then you would pick three things that you think that I might like, whether that's a pair of sneakers, whether that's a watch, whether that's a strap or whatever the case may be, because, you know, I, I, we've been doing this for quite a long time now. I know you, you know, me, we, we, we often exchange ideas, chat about sneakers, send each other straps or whatever the case may be. So, uh, and I think in overall, we have a, a, a very similar interest when it comes to certain things. So I thought, hey, I'm just going to pick three things that I think Mike would like and then talk about this on the show. And then you can pick three things that, that, that you think I would like. And we didn't really um, discuss any categories. So uh, I think it's going to be a surprise. And we didn't discuss what we picked for each other. So it's going to be a surprise. But um, yeah, that was the basic idea.
0: Okay sounds good.
1: Okay, so, so the first thing that I'm going to go first or yeah, uh, yeah, I can I can do uh so let's let me do one and then you do one and then I do the second one and so on. So um the first thing I picked is probably the cheapest and um I'm going to send you a link in the chat. It's because I know that you I asked you if you have an AirPod and you said you do. And I have one too, a pair of AirPods. So I picked this one for you, which is from Aliexpress of all places. And it's a remover travel suitcase uh, for your AirPods, like a little case for your AirPods, but it looks like a remover travel suitcase. And mm-hmm. obviously it's it's a case for the AirPod. You can put the AirPod case in it. And uh, it, the the handle works, the wheels work. And I think it comes... With a bunch of stickers that you can put on the suitcase, um, it's a bit of a it's a gimmicky thing, a bit of a toy, obviously, but I think it's funny, and uh, and I thought uh, you probably enjoy. It. I actually ordered one for myself, so I'm I'm curious when it comes how it is.
0: It's actually pretty cool. Like, so you just slide the um, AirPods case in there, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So it protects basically your AirPods case, um, and of course, there's like an opening for the charger and for the. For the speaker, the AirPod and all the all that good stuff, it just protects your your AirPod case from from scratches and whatever, and it, it kind of looks funny.
0: No, oh, that's really cool. What color did you get? Silver.
1: Obviously.
0: No, that's really cool. I dig that. That's neat. You're yeah. gonna have to tell me how uh, what the quality is like.
1: No, totally. And if if you if if the quality is okay, and uh, and uh, you tell me what AirPods you have, um, I'll get one for you.
0: Nice. All right. Well, thanks in advance. Let's hope it's good. pleasure. All right. So, I guess I'll go next. Um, I Mm -hmm. picked something kind of, um, yeah, maybe, I don't know why, well, I do know why I thought of it, because I think it's a high-quality thing, and also, it's not flashy, and while this is not America, um, and... Carrying an EDC knife is not so typical or really allowed in Germany. Um, I really like this item. And I think it's something that, uh, even if you have it at home in your desk or something, uh, you get a lot of boxes and have to open stuff up. And much like the watches we wear, this is complete overkill, but it is the sort of standard bearer in the whole knife uh, game. And what I chose for you is the Chris Reeve um, Sabenza 31. And it is with the, what is called the plane and single blade. And. Okay. Chris Reeve. Um, yeah. So I've put a link in the, in our chat here while we're talking, because like we said, we didn't uh, tell each other beforehand, but if I had to kind of put it, this is like the whew, it, it's like the tool watch of EDC knives, which sounds ridiculous because knives are tools, but um, <laughs> there are people who collect knives and on some of them are very ornate with crazy blades and crazy um, handles and all sorts of stuff. And this one is really simple um, hmm. made in the U S and Chris Reeve is, I mean, this is really the guy who put knife collecting back on the map, I think, or elevated it to a different level. And every once in a while, like, um, something will come up on my Instagram feed with, with some different knives, or I go to gear patrol and their knife reviews. And I look at some and I think, Oh, those are really cool. But then I go back and I look at the Chris Reeve I own and I think I don't need anything else other than that. I, I really don't. Um, you know, I don't have a desire to collect a whole bunch of stuff uh, like I do with watches when it comes to knives and this is about as good as it gets. So I don't know. I thought of you because yeah. you're a person who likes high quality items and it's something that you could keep literally forever. And they also don't really go down in price. I mean, you're not going to pick one of these up on the secondary market for half price. They're, they're pretty hmm. well loved. And I think they, they sell everything that they make. So yeah, cool. when it comes to having a nice knife, this, this is about it.
1: Yeah. It's uh it's uh, I, I, to be honest, I, I, I know about the subculture, right? The knife collectors and stuff. And I think there's an overlap when it comes to watches and, and and knives and and even pens and all that stuff um but i've never really uh, you know done anything other than the um uh what's the french brand uh oh god
0: oh uh, the um, um i've got one right here actually and it annoys me it's because i don't i don't
1: love using it the open Oh, Pinel. yeah, that's the one exactly. So that's that's as far as I I went with with knives. But this one actually, I mean, it's not it's not cheap. It's four hundred and twenty five dollars, but it's a uh, it's a titanium. It has titanium handles, um, and it's it's a very cool design. And I, you're absolutely right. I I I don't mind spending money on something that I know it's good quality and that it's gonna. Well, maybe maybe the value is is a, is a secondary thing. It might not keep its value but definitely something that works right that's why I, I i i like stuff that i that are expensive but they're expensive because they're working not they're expensive because they're hyped if this makes any sense like um yeah. i would buy a, a pair of red wings because they're working and they're fine rather than a pair of i don't know gucci loafers uh, i don't know if, yeah so that's that's kind of what i think um but having said that this is uh that's a that's a, a pretty cool looking uh piece actually the only question i have is what's the um what's the european or probably even german law when it comes to blade length like you know because i think there's in there's a there's a problem right? after a certain length it's considered a weapon or yeah so
0: so the reality is in germany you really shouldn't carry this because i think you can open it with one hand with that thumb stud Mm -hmm. So if you took the thumb stud off, I think you're, you're kind of allowed the small one is under three inches. And I, I, I forget, I, I did some looking and maybe the rules have changed, but I think technically you'd be okay with the small one. Um, but again, I, I, I think even just to have it at home and if you're opening up boxes or, or cutting something, a strap or whatever you're doing, um, yeah again complete and absolute overkill but then again the watches yeah. we wear are complete and absolute overkill. yeah it's just a really yeah. nice item nicely made item
1: yeah absolutely absolutely i mean uh it's yeah it's 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 beautifully made and it it is it's uh blasted. so uh, uh but you can also have glass blasted according to the the uh, the website oh, yeah but you can no, go crazy I mean, with options yeah i'm just looking at it like uh, small size or large size sand blasted or glass blasted uh yeah in any case it's a, it's a very cool item uh, and i quite like i like the red uh what are those um i don't know what they screws or just these um mm-hmm. uh they they are yeah, they're really yep, the- really really nice yeah, the screws and then
0: the blue thing on the actual blade is is what they call the the thumb stud. So when it's thumbs, folded, yeah. you can use your thumb just to flip it out, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's very very cool. And it's from Idaho, as far as I can see, so. North yeah. how is it yeah. north of Utah. Sort of nice. Very cool. Yep. Nice one. So um let me tell you what the second one. I came across this on Instagram, actually. And uh, to be honest, you you might know the brand. To be honest, um, I tried to find its website, but I couldn't find it. So I'm just going to put you this in the link, uh, this link in the, in the chat. It's called Outlandish Trading Company. And what I picked from that, it's a Japanese page, is Falco, uh, which is supposed to be an American brand. Um, if you click on the link and then you go on Falco, uh, everything is in Japanese, which, as I said, I couldn't find the, the British page, but I, I found it on a on a Japanese, um, I think, fashion or lifestyle influencer's page, who I follow since I've been to Tokyo, and they make these very basic uh, crew necks, um, cardigans, hoodies, zip up hoodies, um, um, baseball jackets, and I remember you wearing um, a long sleeve when you were shooting the video for the aqua star under your, your vid jacket. And this one reminded me of that. So I thought, uh, this is uh, something that you might enjoy, you know, browsing through the collection. Nice. Yeah. I do like my, um,
0: sort of basic things like that, those sort of, uh, foundational type things. And, um, yeah, that was like a light blue thermal that I was wearing under that uh, shirt. Right. So that's really cool. I don't know Falco, so I'll, I'll look it up. For whatever reason, the link you sent me didn't work, but I am um, I'm looking them up and... I mean, sold in a lot of hipster stores here. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It does. And it says, it says, uh, it says focal athletic clothing made in the USA. So apparently it's an American brand. But as I said, I could not find a website only, um, only the Japanese, this Japanese site that sells all kinds of stuff, but they have, uh, they also have like vintage style baseball hats and, and, um, all kinds of like raglan jackets and, and things like that. So. I think that this is something that you both, actually, both you and I, uh, would enjoy. At least, uh, I don't know, browsing through it, maybe getting a T-shirt or like a long sleeve or something like that. It's not cheap either, but um, yeah. So okay,
0: nothing is right. <laughs> um, if you go to felco nyc dot com, there seems to be a uh, a homepage.
1: Oh yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. So apparently, it's a and it it's is a, in Japanese, which
0: is interesting.
1: Yeah, and it, maybe they may have bought bought the brand, or I don't know what, what happened. Because um, when you go on the online store, you click on the online store button, and it gets you into this page that I sent you, the Outlandish Trading Co. Uh, Limited, uh, and there's a bunch of brands: yeah. Keaton Chase USA, Empire and Sons, Bandol, blah 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 blah. So. Um, yeah, I, as I said, I really have no clue what's going on here, but I quite like the items. I like that they're gray; they're they're just you know, mostly gray. I like the zip-up hoodies. I like their uh, the baseball uh, uh, jackets. A bunch of cool stuff, but uh, as I said, not cheap, but probably good quality. And um, the guy that I saw this on his Instagram, he's he's a um, he's a he's got great great taste, and he's he mixes Japanese stuff with american stuff and european stuff so he's he's really um he's got a good eye for this so i i'm i'm absolutely trusting him and um yeah cool cool well
0: it's kind of funny that you um that you brought up my um suede shirt that i wore during the aqua star filming because that was actually on my list for you and <laughs> I've kind of decided to, to to kind of like widen the, um, the, the suggestion. Um, I own, I think like three or four. No, actually no. I think five different Western shirts from double RL and look for those people who are listening, who wear the Western snap shirts, um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You can buy great ones from Wrangler and other companies. Um, I just have found that the ones from Double RL, which is a Ralph Lauren brand, fit me really well. Um, they tend to be slimmer. Mm-hmm. And honestly, anything from Ralph Lauren I've ever owned, no matter what subline, I feel like you can wash it ten thousand times and it's still good. Um, I have. Polo shirts that are that could probably drive by now and possibly even drink. And <laughs> they're still fine. So yeah, probably. So, you know, <laughs> when I bought that suede uh Western shirt, it was and still is one of the most expensive pieces of clothing I've ever bought and probably ever will buy. I cannot, you know, other than like a suit or something, but I mean a single piece of clothing, it was really expensive, but mm-hmm. it is fantastic. And and they still sell it. It's not on sale or not like it, it hasn't been discounted and it's been on sale for over a year. But I was going to suggest that piece for you just because um, while we don't dress um, exactly the same, we dress in a lot of the same ways. I think we wear a lot of khakis and yeah. denim and stuff like that. And this thing really goes with denim and or uh, like an olive pair of khakis or something like that, and it is just yeah. awesome. It's a bit of a bit of a flashy piece and kind of like a kind of a hallmark piece. But I, I don't know. I thought I thought about it. Um, it, it just kind of came up because it's one of my favorite things, and I think you would you would like something like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I I I love my uh, my pair of khakis or even as you said, olive green or, or military green chinos. I think that's my go to. I, I do have some some blue ones but obviously when you wear, when you wear denim it's also blue um but but yeah those are my go to colors uh, khaki or beige if you will uh, olive green and and uh and blue and that goes with everything I mean um the, the th- I, and I love western shirts I think they they're they're highly uh, underrated there's a subculture this denim culture which is very um very much into that, but but other than that, I think here, it's from time to time you see them from, from fast fashion brands, but they're not mm-hmm. really in a public um, space, which which is good. But I do have some some Savage denim shirts from some brands, and I, I and I do love them. The one thing I cannot do, and I am watching. Uh, I think I told this in the last one of the last episodes. I am watching the the Walking Dead. And the, the main character, Rick Grimes, he always wears a denim, not always, but 90% of the time he, we- not, he wears a denim shirt and he wears it without a t-shirt. And I cannot mm-hmm. do that. It's just, it's just too <laughs> kind of, you know, kind of scratchy and uh, I, I can't do that. But, but he does it. And, and I also have the feeling that denim shirts are a bit stiff. They're a bit thicker. So they're not really, you know what I mean? Unless you buy like a size larger than you are, it, it's kind of not that. Uh, comfortable at least that's my feeling but but in any case um i love that style and um there are so many cool brands and obviously uh was it what is rrs like rough rough uh what's the, the abbreviation of of uh something? ranch yeah like ranch rough rolling or something yeah so um that's obviously up there i i i see this on my on my instagram um uh feed from time to time these crazy you know like native um um pattern inspired shirts and jackets stuff. And, jackets. Yep. Yeah. That's the one. And this one, yours is the, um, I think I found it. It's the suede Western shirt jacket, right? Yep. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's not a cheap one it's, for sure, it's but I mean, it's, it's leather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's an exp- it's expensive piece of clothing, but it's, yeah. I mean, as you said, this is something that you probably don't need to, if you, if you take care of it, you probably don't, and you don't lose, well, you can lose, but if you don't gain weight too much, then you can definitely keep this for decades, I'm guessing. A long time, yeah. So lastly, obviously I cannot not bring a watch, right? And um, I thought about two brands. Um, one was Timex and the specific model line within the Timex family, which, by the way, it, Timex uh catalog is huge um but then i decided against it and so yeah it was it was maybe 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 if we do a, a second episode i'll bring that but but for now i brought you this one which is the new citizen nc0206-18e um a watch that has obviously the uh, the caliber 0200 in it and so the reason I picked this watch is because obviously it's a citizen and everybody knows that that um, you love your Japanese brands more than than any of us, I guess, at Fortello And when it comes to Japanese brands, you have a collection of, of psychos, obviously, but also citizens. But this is not a vintage one, this is a new one. But I it's a it's a limited edition of only 90 pieces. And it comes in a leather strap, in a beautiful case, beautiful dial, sub dial at six o'clock. And as I said, inside is the um, Citizen's. I think the Caliber came out probably in twenty. What was it? Let me think. Twenty nineteen was it? Twenty 2020, twenty? No, twenty twenty one. I guess. But that's that's when York yep. did his article. Um, yeah, exactly. Of the. So it's not the first model. I think it's it's uh, the second or the third one in line. But I. I um, I really enjoy this one. I like the leather strap. I like the the buckle. I mean, the folding class, Sorry, the the display case back. I like the pattern on the dial. Basically, love everything about the watch. And uh, I'm I'm sure you 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 already know the model, but um, yeah, that's what I that's what I picked. That's awesome.
0: No, that's a great choice. And I'm kind of itching to get into one of these high end citizens. And mm. this one is really badass. I saw the, the citizen. So the one that, um, like you said, mm-hmm. debuted this movement uh, a couple years ago. I happened to see it when I was up in the Hague cause I think the, um, the team had it and was passing it around and it was actually really nice in person. And yeah. the second piece is really cool. So yeah, that's a great choice. And I don't know. I got to think about where the heck I would be able to go see one of these in person. I don't know.
1: Mm, Do you know where J- where we J- could find J- one of these? Japan, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I don't know if, if, if there's... No. Is, there, is there a citizen store in Frankfurt or something that sells this? There might be.
0: I'm going to have to look it up. I, I don't know, like for these high-end ones, where in, in Europe uh, you could find them.
1: Yeah, I mean this is a uh, I, I quite like the fact that it's that is um, a bit different than the first model. I like as I said that it comes in a leather strap that the the, the rotor is gold um, and it gives a bit of a um, yeah like a, an edge compared to the first model and um, mm. it's it's just a it's just an overall cool piece. Well price wise uh, I'm not exactly sure where we are compared to the first one. But um, I'm sure it's not a not a cheap yeah, not either.
0: Um, so it looks like, by the way, I could go to France. There are okay six shops in France. There's nothing else listed, by the way, outside of Asia except for France, which is really wild. Um, hmm. I, I don't know. Don't get it. So. Hmm. Okay, But I dig it. That's for sure.
1: I mean, uh, at the time when this came out, uh, the price was not disclosed. But in some of the articles, um, they speculated back then that the price would be around 6,000 US. So roughly the same in euros, which I think is not too bad, right? It's not a cheap watch. It's not a cheap citizen. But it's, it's. I mean, I know we're throwing these these words around, oh, it's not expensive. It's affordable. This and that, of course it's a lot of money. I get it. But, um, but still, I think it's not, not a, not an outlandish price.
0: No, I think it's, um, again, I mean, you have to assume similar quality to grand Seiko. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just about choosing which one you like more and, Right. Being comfortable in that price range area that you're getting something uh you know that that's not like your two hundred dollar citizen for sure. No, no.
1: But it's but it's also something that I think down the line it will always go down as something special from the brand.
0: Yeah. No, very cool. So
1: nice. Well, happy legging like it.
0: Well, I've got to bring uh I've gotta bring a watch to the game too. And I thought long and hard about this actually. And, um, you know, the funny thing was up until about a year ago, had we played this game, I would have chosen like a galley or something with an Excelsior park movement because to me, it felt like a bit of a glaring absence from your, you know, kind of golden age, uh, watch and chronograph collection. When I say golden age, I mean, prior to the 1960s, but Mm -hmm. you have, um, made good on, on shoring up that part of your collection in a big way. So I can't name that. Um, (laughs) so,
1: (laughs) okay. Okay.
0: So, yeah. So, so there were two watches I was thinking about and, um, I finally came to a a decision. The first one I thought about um, was a smaller watch, and while we have been talking about smaller watches lately, and you have been uh, really uh, complimentary and into watches below forty millimeters, I tend to think that as time goes back on, you'll gravit or goes on you'll you'll gravitate back towards your, your kind of 40 millimeter, um, you know, typical, typical wearing habits. So, Oh, you think so with that in mind? Yeah, I, I think so. I tend to think so. Um, okay. and, and may, maybe, maybe i maybe I'd be wrong. <coughs> maybe I'm wrong. And if so, then the, the, the alternative, um, certainly would apply, but, the watch I chose, um, is, it's not overly creative, creative, but it is the, um, it's the Rolex 5513 with a maxi dial. Oh yeah. And yeah. And, oh and, yeah. you know, the reason I chose, <laughs> the reason I chose it is that, um, this was obviously kind of the later production period for the 5513. And I think that kind of goes along a little bit with your uh, 1675, which is also a little bit later production, if I'm not mistaken. And I just think the large loom plots make this watch really special and different than earlier renditions, which really weren't all that much different looking. Um, But those big loom plots, I think, just look fantastic. They give a really warm look and you know, with that domed tropic crystal, uh, mm. whether you buy a true dome or whether it's the original. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I, I, I just thought, you know, I, I remember when you were looking at a 1675 and we had this debate about whether a GMT or a Submariner. And I I think for you that that was the right choice to go with a GMT, but I, I still don't think that owning a GMT makes having a Submariner, um, you know, a, a, a duplicate affair. I think it is a mm-hmm. it is a different watch, despite the fact that they've got, you know, a similar case. The bezel itself yeah. is somewhat similar. Uh, the, the design and the dial is not even that different. So uh, I think with, with the type of clothes and the different things you wear, I think um, a 5513 in nice condition would be a pretty sweet ad
1: as they say you hit the nail on the head with that one uh because um you per- you're perfectly right uh, my 1675 is from 1967 and i know that the 5513 also was uh you, you could go back there and you can go all the way to the 80s um but more important than that uh, there is a, a in in my birth year that 5513 was still in production so my ultimate goal would be mm-hmm. a 5513 from my birth year which is 1984 and, um, and to be honest, if, if, um, if I ever going to buy a, another vintage Rolex and well, there you go, I just bought a, another one just a few months ago, it, it probably would be a, a 5513 sub. The, the other alternative would be the 14060, which I also, which I also looked for for a long time, but because the, the price was obviously much more, uh, friendly on those than the Fifty-five thirteen, but that's the ultimate uh, uh, Rolex or Submariner that, that I would like to have next to my sixteen seventy-five. So that's a, that's a, a, a perfect choice. I think that the fifty-five thirteen, as you said, the uh, the design, the size of the watch, and yes, it's forty, so it's a bit bigger than than the, than the average uh, vintage chronograph, which I have a, a plenty, so I don't need another one but um the size uh, the 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 thickness the overall look of the watch is just great and and um i if yeah i think if i if i keep my 1675 and add a 5513 to to this uh, little uh, rolex collection then i'm that i'm happy and and if it comes from 1984 then i'm even more happy but as i said th- those are now five digit watches and and uh well not necessarily ten thousand, but way up there yeah they they are, but I think, um, for whatever
0: reason the fifty five thirteen you know you can still find a nice one for sixteen seventeen, which okay, that's big money, but they've not gone into the twenties really easily, so I still think, as far as like a vintage submariner, they're um they're relatively approachable um relatively and
1: yeah. You know, there are a lot
0: of them out there. So, you know, you can find a nice one from from a good seller. And you know, the 14060, I obviously love that watch as well, but it's it's a whole different ballgame. It's a much more modern watch and it's not going to take yeah. on the character of a fifty-five thirteen over time.
1: Yeah, that's the uh that's the other thing, right? Like the the fifty-five thirteen, as you said, there are so many on the market, but but when you when you get down to the nitty-gritty, then it's it's over polished. It's a service, and, and and obviously, I'd like to have a, a an original example as original as possible. I don't mind a, a service crystal, especially if it's a true dome. But I but I do want one with an original um, um, the t twenty five dial and the original headset. dial and all
0: that good stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then then I mean, I, you know, I I still have my name. Uh, put my name down for a new GMT. So then mm-hmm. new GMT fifty-five thirteen. <laughs> you put one on one end of the on, the on the on the scale and the other one on the other end of the scale and then you try to balance it out which one is worth more. To me, it's the fifty-five thirteen. Definitely. It's a lovely watch. Beautiful, I think beautiful so. watch. I think Great so. size. Yeah. Nice one. Nice pick. Nice pick. Cool.
0: Well, my other my other choice, by the way, and it was a I don't know. The 5513 was the first watch I thought about. Then I flipped away from it and then I came back to it. But the other watch I had thought of was the 1016 Explorer. And yeah. I thought, nah, I I, I I said, it's an amazing watch, but I still thought the 5513 was more your style.
1: No, absolutely. And I think uh, I, I never really appreciated that watch until I... Uh, I I had one. I think I had to get one for our one of our mutual friends uh, a while ago. And and then I, I had it for a few days and um wow, that's that's also a great piece. So um maybe that would be the third one, the third pick. But but the fifty five thirteen, yeah, that comes way before the ten sixteen Explorer. But that's that's also a lovely watch and, and it just uh yeah, it's just from this era that we both love, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely so cool very cool yeah it was a lot of fun
1: as always so
0: yeah unlike um my eight-year-old daughter who doesn't want anybody choosing anything that she wears uh we (laughs) just uh we just did that for each other how about that and no sneaker talk no i
1: thought about some jordan ones for you by the way (laughs) yeah i know i know i know i i i i i the thing is I keep on seeing them everywhere I go and I guess it's because I I you know it's in my head but but uh, the, the, I I tell you what my problem is if we have a couple of minutes the problem that I have is I cannot style high tops I just I'm not I feel that they look weird on me I I have to wear low tops that's my problem
0: I think you just got to you got to take the plunge and I think you'll I I was the same and um, I think you're, yeah, I think if you just did it, you, you, after a few times of wearing them, you'd feel comfortable with them.
1: Yeah. I might have to close my eyes and just hit the buy, buy it now a button on a, on some Jordan ones.
0: Yeah. There was, if you go on sneakers, I guess it was like a few weeks back. There was, um, there were some Jordan ones that came. I think they're like white, light gray and blue and mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they sold out really quickly, but they're really they're really cool colorway. They were kind of like kind of like the green ones I have, not too flashy, and yeah. I think for you they would have been pretty good. They would have been like easy entry into that um yeah,
1: and, into a pair of those. So, yeah, I like the I like that that's for sure. Yeah, I like I like the I like the Jordan 1 Band, which is like the black and red, but mm-hmm. but there are so many colors. You're you're right, so many uh, uh limited editions and special releases and materials and this and that um yeah i'm i i'll I'll keep on reporting on my on my Jordan 1 quest
0: you should um you know those like little things that people hold when you go in the movie theater and they like manually click how many people are going in mm-hmm. and yeah, stuff yeah. like that you know those yeah. things? you should you should try to find one of those today in Italy and bring it with you to Geneva and count how many people you see wearing Jordan ones
1: during, uh, (laughs) during the next week. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's, that's the thing, right? They're, they're all over the place. They're all over the place. Um, ah, But I feel that they, they slowly, but steadily started to grow on me. So I think eventually I might have to, splurge because they're not cheap yeah yeah you're right you're right well buddy
0: I wish you a great rest of your time in Italy and enjoy your trip to Geneva note note that uh, Germany tomorrow is going to be bad because the uh, strikes going on and stuff so
1: yeah I read about it I'm already mentally prepared for uh, for my commute back from the airport to to my uh, to my crib yeah
0: that's good because you're going to need to be <laughs> mentally prepared. I, I <laughs> yeah. unfortunately think so. Right, more so than you need to be in Germany anyway. So no, there you go. All right, buddy. Well, it's nice catching up with you, and we will talk um, once you're back from Geneva.
1: Absolutely, the pleasure is all mine. Enjoy the rest of your all Sunday, and we speak. Uh, yeah, probably next week or the week after.
0: All right, and with that, Mike
1: is out. Balash is out.